you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast, an NFL podcast for the players, by the players. Here is your host, 14-year NFL veteran and Hall of Famer, Aeneas Williams. Hello, welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast. I am Aeneas Williams. During Super Bowl week in Minneapolis, the NFL gathered a collection of National Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award winners for a discussion about social responsibility. The forum was hosted by 2007 NFL Man of the Year and Hall of Famer Jason Taylor. Let's listen in. Thank you very much. Good evening. Our next panel is going to be titled Commitment to Service. It's an open discussion. Feel free to hog the mic, pass the mic. So our first topic is going to be the journey. You know, it's, it was really unique to NFL players and a lot of athletes in general is when we get drafted or start our careers in a city, it's typically somewhere we're very unfamiliar with where we don't know anybody there outside of our teammates as we get to know them. And we've all done it. We've kind of started a new community, but then found a way to find that cause. So I want to tell me about your journey, a little bit about your journey and kind of why you chose what you chose as your cause for your charity. Start with Chris. Well, I think that um, in the National Football League, there's a great legacy. And the irony, too, I grew up in Middletown, Ohio. Just right up the road, there was a great player playing in Cincinnati named Anthony Munoz. And he set a great example in that community. And then I happened to be drafted by Philadelphia. One of his colleagues, our great brother, Reggie White, 
he led the locker room there. So that helped me get started. I had great examples in the league. He was, he was my hometown team. So he set a great example, drafted by Philadelphia. And then when I came to Minnesota, Dennis Green, he had Tuesdays was not called off day. It was called community day. And he said that we would not take checks from this community and not make a deposit on Tuesdays. And you don't have to come here, but you do have to go somewhere in the community on Tuesday. So I had great examples um, that really got me started. Well, when I talk about journey, I got to talk about where I was from and where I was brought up. And that's one of the things when I have a chance to speak to individuals, I say, don't ever forget where you come from. Don't forget the circumstances that you come from, the adversity you go through, because that's what makes you who you are. And I have to go back to growing up in Ontario, California, about 40 miles east of Los Angeles, uh, where my mom raised five of us by herself. I mean, she'd work two and three jobs for, to provide for five kids, and all we had to do was watch her. She didn't have to say a whole lot, and we learned responsibility, work ethic, and I was looking for that male role model because my dad was in and out of prison, never met the guy. Uh, to this day, I'd never met him. He passed away. But several people stepped in and became that male role model that I never had. And uh, I met a gentleman when I was seven years old. And when Chris talks about legacy, there was a, a mentor that jumped into my life and other young men's lives that didn't have dads. Uh, and he was the head of Parks and Recreation. Baseball was my first love, and I knew I could meet him at the park at 7 in the morning in the summer and play two, three games. Then I found out he was the new varsity baseball coach at the high school I would attend. And this coach became a mentor, not only with a great baseball mind, but teaching us how to do things the right way. And that was that male role model I was looking for as a kid growing up because I didn't have one at home. Uh, my mom was mom, dad, coach, uh, disciplinarian. I mean, she was the boss, so we learned a lot from her. And that's basically what started me on that route of saying, okay, this gentleman is a great baseball coach, but he wants us to do with character, integrity, not cut corners, do it the right way. And not that I, I did it right all the time, but I, I kept reflecting to that through high school, through college, and, uh, and through my NFL career. So that's where it started for me uh, as far as appreciating what I went through and not having a whole lot growing up and appreciating those that stepped in and filled those voids that I had in my life as a young man. Yeah, I would say my journey, my philanthropic journey started uh, through Coach Dungy. Uh, at that particular time, I was a rookie uh, in Tampa in 1997, and he challenged myself and other rookies to get involved and be a part of the community. And, you know, my passion at that time, I had no idea what I was passionate about, but I thought about the things that I've been through in my life. And that was my mom and, and her sacrifice to provide a stable environment for myself and my brothers and sisters. And 1997 started a program that I wanted to help single mothers become first-time homeowners. And it's given $5,000 down payment and fully furnishing their homes. So. That was my journey, and I definitely got pushed by Coach Dungy to do that. And I think it's interesting, as I hear all you guys talk, that there was somebody that came along the way that showed us the path. And it was no different for me. I dreamed of becoming an NFL player from the time I was so big. And I was fortunate to have two coaches when I was growing up. And both of them played in the league you know, for a cup of coffee. But at that time, when a guy's coaching you and he was in the league, period, you're like, oh, man, I want to be like that guy. And those two guys 
gave back and invested in me. They, they taught me from the time I was young. Another one taught me when I was in middle school. So I saw that first and foremost when I was growing up and I was playing the game and I'm like, man, so these guys played and now they're coming back and giving back to me. And then I grew up in Iowa, so we didn't have a, a pro sports team. So the closest team to us was the Chicago Bears. And so I grew up watching Walter Payton as well. And obviously the, the award named after him, but I watched him as a player and you say, man, that's how you want to play the game. But you also saw him as a person. Another person that's won this award, Roger Staubach. We didn't have a team, so the Cowboys were America's team. They, they, they were on TV every Sunday afternoon. So he grew, I grew up with him as my idol. And it's another guy that you watch him and, man, I, I said to myself, I can't wait to meet this guy. But I held him in such high esteem because great player, Hall of Fame player, but also a great person. And you get a chance to meet those guys, and they are 100% what I saw growing up, what I wanted to emulate. Um, and that's where the inspiration came from. And then when you talk about where did our cause come from, so many of mine and my, and my wife's causes came from things that we experienced. Um, you know, whether it be, you know, watching a coach give back to us. Now we go out and we do things where we're coaching people. My wife, when I met her, was a single mom uh, that was never had owned a home. And so we adopted Warwick's Home for the Holidays program because we wanted to give back to single parents that were trying to gain home ownership. We have a 29-year-old son that suffered a traumatic brain injury when he was four months old. So we do things with Make-A-Wish and different hospitals. So everything that touched us, that we were a part of, that we felt we could feed back into someone else's life. So we look back and say our experiences really shaped who we are and where we went and what we decided to do with our foundation. That's awesome. And more, we spent some time last week in Orlando at the Pro Bowl, and, and you know, I hate to single you out here, but tell us some more about the Home for the Holidays program. I, I was blown away by it. I knew you were doing it when I was playing, and we were competing against one another, but didn't realize how much it had grown and how far it had gone. So tell, tell the folks more about the, the program you do with single mothers in their homes. Yes, yeah, so right now, um, well, the program Host for Holidays, what we do is we assist single parents, or now we assist parents who are becoming first-time homeowners, and that's giving them $5,000 down payment, and we fully furnish their homes with food, furniture, linens, garden tools, TVs, computers, all the way down to the toothbrushes. And now we're in 15 markets, nine states, and we're up to 159 single-parent families that we've helped over 20 years. So... It's, uh, it's been pretty remarkable. And let me, let me just add to that, because again, we took inspiration from you and what you do to this program. And the coolest thing about this program is, you know, Habitat always says it's not a handout, it's a hand up, because these people invest in building their homes. And you see the pride on, on their faces when they bring their family and they're gonna get the home for the first time. But the coolest part is, as he said, he fully furnishes the home. And we've talked to so many families as, we, as we've done it that are so excited to get into their home, but they tell us, I had no idea how I was going to fill it. You know, it was bittersweet because I knew I, were get, I was getting my family into a home, but I was thinking, where are my kids going to sleep tonight? You know, how, how am I going to feed my kids? And they walk in, and you have the homes fully furnished for them so they can truly take that step forward when, you know, it was almost like a burden because I got to get into the house, and then I got to figure out how to fill the house. You give them a true push forward. It's, it's pretty incredible. No, it's uh, it's it's 
really amazing that we get all the way down to decorating a mom's room in her favorite color. So we try to do a lot of personalization to the homes as well, but this whole idea came about because it was my mom's dream, right? And the reason that I can be passionate about it is because growing up, my mom only made $36,000, and to understand what it meant to go out and work, not just nine to five, but day and night to provide a roof over our head, and just, just for rent. So she couldn't afford a down payment, and of course we couldn't afford furniture if we got a home. So I was just pretty much with this program in 1997, was just living on my mom's dream through other single parents, and for me that was like therapy. And you know, to see the expression of mothers, even fathers, and the kids, for me, that's life-changing. And you know that keeps me going, because I know as a kid, I didn't have a place that I can call my own. I didn't have a place that I can develop memories. So we're trying, in, in our program, we're trying to transform lives, you know, not just for today, but for tomorrow. And not just the mothers or the parents, but the kids. We have to set a foundation for those guys to have a better future. Well, it's amazing. It, and, you know, Part of what we get to do in playing in the National Football League is, you know, we get to affect people's lives in so many ways because of the platform that the NFL provides us. And I, I want you guys to talk about the platform a little bit and the importance of using that platform for good, the importance of protecting that platform and, and preserving the integrity of it. And then also, if you can think of, if there's a, a time in, at, the, at the back of your mind that where you looked at someone and you really, you really felt the power of that platform and how you really affected and changed that, that one particular person's life. Or maybe it, was, maybe it was a smile, maybe it was a tear somebody shed, or, or that, one moment, that one moment you really felt. I'll start with you, Anthony. Why right. not? I'm thinking about it. That's, uh, that's a great uh, topic, the platform. It's something that uh, I take very seriously. I've always taken very seriously um, through my college days at USC. And I talked about my journey, but then uh, the appreciation um, and then getting to college and really not knowing what was going to happen after I played college because you know, I went through some adversity, three knee operations in four years, but the support group I had at USC, and I knew it was going to work out even if I didn't play football. Uh, it worked out. The Bengals drafted me, and I got a chance to utilize that platform as an NFL football player. So I, saw, I went back, and it's really kind of twofold. I wanted to pay it forward with the platform, but also honor those that poured into my life, my mom, my coach, you know, teachers that I had uh, growing up. Uh, so it's something that I've always taken very seriously uh, because I know we can use that platform either in a positive way or a negative way. And because of the way I was mentored and the way I was taught and the desire that God gave me in my heart was to have a positive impact on young people. So that I took that platform and I wanted to take at-risk, underserved kids, kind of the similar to you know, where I came from because I knew if I grabbed these kids and Really, they would look at the NFL career, but if I shared my journey with them, what I went through, I could get an instant connection with them and have that impact. So I use that platform, you know, when I was playing and even after I retired, when I started the foundation through education, leadership, and character. And like I said, using the platform to serve underserved, at-risk kids with our mentoring program. We have overnight character camps. We have leadership seminars. And then we give scholarships anywhere from 18 to 23 scholarships every year with kids that are very talented. I mean, these kids are performing in the classroom, sometimes in athletics and community service, but they're overcoming adversity. A lot of these kids 
Mom's a drug addict. Dad's in prison. There, some of them have lived homeless at times. Grandma's raising them because both parents are locked up. But they're like, you know, great students, great community uh, individuals, and then they're doing so many other things that we assist them with scholarships. And, you know, just one example, we have a young lady that's in her second year at med school, in, at Harvard Med School. She's from Hamilton. She's about four... Eight, she came in as we interviewed her, and she knew exactly what she wanted to do as she was graduating. Uh, she said, I want to go to grad, I want to go to college, graduate pre-med, go to uh, uh, med school, be a doctor, come back to Hamilton, and be, have an impact in the community. And we're like, she deserves a scholarship. We gave her a $20,000 scholarship. Through, she went through Northern Kentucky University 4.0, pre-med, got accepted by Michigan Med School, Harvard Med School, St. Sinai Med School. She, and there was one other one I forget, but she's in her third year at Harvard Med School. And I know she's going to become a doctor and come back to the community and help out. And, and it's amazing because they have nothing, and she's come from adversity, overcome a lot of hurdles. But uh, that's the platform that we can utilize and impact these young people, not by ourselves, but with the team. And it's fun for me when we use that platform and these young people come up and say, thank you and your foundation. And I can say, don't thank us. We're going to thank you. We're just helping in a small way because you've done all the work. Uh, so that's the impact that we can have if we choose to use that platform in a positive way. Yeah, I think Anthony does a great job <laughs> of describing what a lot of us go through, um, myself, it became very, very important what the National Football League provided for me. I, I, really get, I really enjoyed when Charles Barkley said that I'm not a role model because I really thought the opposite way. It's everything that my mom ever taught me, that people that are given extraordinary gifts, being athletically, intellectually, to much is given, much is required of their life. And I've just had people that wanted to pull that out of my life. I didn't always see it. So once I got to the National Football League and having great role models and seeing people involved, I became a little upset with the NFL because every time that the community director would come into the locker room or ask someone to volunteer, um, I have to be honest with you, most of the charities and things they were involved with had nothing to do with kids who I grew up with and kids that looked like me. They were white charities that had to do with white communities and had to do with white kids. And I challenged the Vikings that come in here with some charities with kids that look like me, kids that have a story like me. So they didn't have it. So I had to develop my own program, South Minneapolis, Lake Street, 46th Street. You leave Minneapolis, get on the highway, and you'll see it. Any, any brothers need a haircut? You need a haircut? Go there. So I was able to develop a program with kids that looked like me, grew up like me, and were like my friends. Because I really believe that kids visualize what they want to do. But in a lot of instances, there's not minorities that they see. And it's so nice that when they see that, man, I can be that. And we present it to them. So we brought many guests into them. Also, I utilized the platform of the league. I made the Vikings provide them with, with tickets to the game. I wasn't going to pay for them. These kids, they watch the Vikings on TV. They've never been to the Metrodome. So we started by exposing them to that. So the platform of the National Football League, it's very, very powerful. And as far as the example, there's no better example than the example I have in a kid who grew up in South Minneapolis. He went on to win the award in 2016. He's a good friend of Kurt, and his name is Larry Fitzgerald. 
I started mentoring when he was 14 years old, and I was able to see the things that I was doing in the communities where he lived. And I was able to see him go on to mature and be responsible and then finally win this award. So the platform of the National Football League is bigger than we ever imagined. And the things that we do and the impact that we have on people will not only go on to the next generation, but the generation even after that. So we shouldn't take that for granted. And I think that the people before us, Anthony, and the icons of the game, Reggie White and them, they really set a great example of what the platform in the National Football League National Football League means, especially for those who are believers. Well, Chris, I can I can tell you when when I got I first when I got started, I didn't care about the platform. I didn't want the notoriety. I didn't want to be out front. And I just think it's because I mean I was still dealing with a lot with losing my mom at 18 years old, just being depressed. And you know, I did the program for five years, and I didn't tell anybody. And once I started the charity in 2002, they told me, you need to be out front. And I didn't want to do that. But what really got me over the hump was going to counseling. And once I started going to counseling and realized that I could make a bigger impact in the communities that I served. And I thought about my mom's struggle, but also thought about the city of Baton Rouge, how they stood up for my family and I to be able to pay bills every day. And I just felt like I needed to utilize the platform that I have with the National Football League and really go out and promote what I'm doing, but also the other guys on my team. It wasn't just, it wasn't just about what I was doing in the community, but helping other guys raise more awareness to, to talk about all the positive things in the community instead of all the negative things. And when I took that, I became much more grateful. I'm just thankful that over the years, you know, I got out of my own, I got out of my own way to think about the families that you know, I can impact. Uh, the lives that I can change. And a lot of people already know that, you know, one of those families was Deshaun Watson's. Like, well, if if I would have not utilized the platform that I've had with the Atlanta Falcons at the time, you know, that's a family that I would have missed out on, a great kid that has really grown into blossoming to become a superstar in this league, hopefully in the future. So I'm definitely thankful for taking advantage of that, but it's not always I guess, roses when you first start off. We all have a journey that we go through, and my journey was definitely overcoming being depressed and going to counseling to help myself to get to the point where I can utilize the platform to do something positive. And for me, when we talk about the platform, it is amazing how big that platform is. Uh, you know, when you're growing up and you dream of playing, and even when you say, I, I want to make a difference, I don't think you understand what kind of platform we've been given. To me, the coolest thing is that our platform breaks down every barrier and crosses every line. It doesn't matter if I go into a school with young black men or you know, young white men or girls or boys or old or young. And that's the beautiful thing is that we have a chance to inspire and encourage people, whether it be the young kids through our programs or the older kids that we get a chance to talk to. I mean, I, I just think of J.J. Watt this year. 
I mean, he, he got on social media and, and, and made a plea to anyone and everyone to help him make a difference. And he raised $35 million by encouraging other people just like us, other people in different walks of life that have a platform, that have an opportunity to just give, to just step out, to just do something. And that to me is what's so cool about this is we have the opportunity to create our own programs and impact those people in the program, but we also have a chance to impact those people that watch us every day, that may not ever touch a program that we're in, but see us on TV, see us up here standing, see us speaking to a young group of kids to say, man, I need to get involved. I need to do something more. And that is the thing that, that I have been amazed with. And I continue to be amazed with it because, I mean, for me, I've been retired for eight years now. And we're running programs that we did when I played, and they're even bigger. And they're greater now than they were when I played. I thought, okay, I'm done. Everything's going to stop. But you talk about the platform and you talk about understanding the position that we're in. You do it the right way. You represent it the right way. People want to be connected to that. That's great stuff. You guys, you guys are really good because as you start to talk, you just you end up flowing into my next topic and you just ruin the whole setup of the next topic. So as you did with the platform. And now, again, I keep hearing this word tossed around. I heard it when I played and I've used it. And I, and I would like you guys to kind of explain it maybe in layman's terms, paying it forward. We always hear about it. Um, I think a lot of guys in this room, guys that are part of the part of the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award, do a great job of paying it forward. But how can you s explain it simply to somebody, and how can you encourage somebody to pay it forward, whether it be financially, with time, with a smile in the airport to a young kid that changes his life, that he remembers it 20 years later, to doing what companies like Nationwide are doing and, and paying it forward in local communities? Yeah, I, I think it's awesome. I, I'll just start just because I remember when – I got my first contract in the NFL, and my wife and I had trouble accepting my first contract because it was like, I, I don't know if I deserve, I just want to play football, you know, and it's a lot of money, and I'm not really sure if we deserve this much money. We really struggled with that, and I remember we sat down with a pastor, and he said, okay, you need to step back and, and receive the blessing and understand that it's been given to you because, and again, being a man of faith, that God trusts us with it to be able to, we'll use the term, pay it forward. To be able to use that blessing and find a way to impact the next generation as that generation or the previous one impacted you. And that became our idea of paying it forward, that it was given to us to give to someone else. It was presented to us. It was a blessing to us so that we could be a blessing to others. And that's really how we came to accept the platform, the position, and decided, okay, how do we do this? You know, we're trusted with this. We got to make sure that we do the right things with this and have as great an impact as we possibly can moving forward. And that to me is simply what it meant is that it was given to me, not so I could hoard it and keep it and buy, you know, a big house or a lot of cars. It was given to me to be able to take that and use that and feed into the next generation. And it's all encompassing. I've got seven kids at home. You know, every program that we run through our foundation is a family-oriented program, that my kids are involved in every single one. So they come to understand the position that we've been given, we're to bless somebody else with it. Well, I would tell you, just looking back on my life, 
It's the people who've come in and out of my life. I think over the years, I've met people who've done things for me and never expected anything in return. And over the years, I've learned so much about just being selfish. It's not about me. It's about uh, the other individuals. And today, I mean, I think that's how I live my life on a daily basis, is that I would do things for other people, and I don't expect anything in return. And the way that I was taught is that I treat people the same way that I want to be treated. I mean, that's how I was raised. And, I, and from my upbringing, I just felt like if I can speak to someone, sign an autograph, take a picture, if I'm on a go, or if I'm in an airport running or whatever, I can make a change in this person's life that can change them forever. When I was 17 year old, was a 17 year old, that's the first time I ever heard of someone say, pay it forward. It was just something that was very foreign to me. It was the legendary coach, Woody Hayes. I sat in his office at Ohio State and he wasn't trying to win me to go to Ohio State. He was trying to let me know that was the model to his life. And he began to explain to me things that he had done through coaching and in his life that people never knew about. And he, every time he said something, he would say, you pay it forward. So in my life, I've always tried to do that. And I think that your life is the best example, especially being an athlete. Uh, I'm so blessed. I've always wanted to be an athlete. And when I was in school, I only read books about athletes. My, the dreams of my life were only about things athletic. Um, I've never had a job before. I've never, I've never filled out an application. At 52 years old, I played 16 years in the National Football League. No formal education, no degree. And I've been 16 years as a broadcaster. So I've tried to pay it forward in those areas. Mentor, and I mentor at least six to 12 guys in the league right now. I probably have 12 guys playing Division I football. Also, Jason, like yourself, was a coach at St. Thomas Aquinas helping people in a trait, in a skill that I know something about. So I think that my path in life through sports, I've tried to pay it forward so that guys can live out the same dream, the same aspiration that I have. And I think it's very, very important that we continue the great legacy that we have in sports, and it's up to us to continue paying things forward. Paying it forward, I, I think it's something that I didn't hear until late in my life, you know, just the last several years. Um, but I have to look back to those that, again, poured into our lives like we're all talking about it. It was that uncle that picked me up from my Little League baseball game that took me and bought me that second pair of pants for the school year. It was a coach that saw my laces on my glove falling apart, and he didn't want me to miss the, the ground balls at third base, so he bought, you know, bought me a new baseball glove that uh, was amazing, that had the name Brooks Robinson on it, and I dreamt my whole childhood of having a, a, a baseball glove with my name in, on the glove. Uh, so it was those type of individuals that poured into my life, and then as I hear those terms, pay it forward, I'm thinking, those individuals were paying it forward before those terms were popular. And, you know, having a chance at USC through the injuries I went through, through adversity, is going into the inner city and say, okay, I have plenty of extra time, so I'm going to go to these young people and just kind of share my journey, try to help them out and what they're doing. And, and it didn't matter, again, we've talked about it, it didn't matter what neighborhood it was, it could have been a brown neighborhood, black neighborhood, white, but just going and taking the advantage of paying it forward. And then once I got into the league, you know, I started to learn. I, I got married my sophomore year in college, and my wife 
we both, again, Kirk mentioned meeting with the pastor, is learning, you know, that you look at your checkbook and you can tell by the checks you write where your heart is. And to me, that was paying it forward. If our checkbook was about, you know, the nicest clothes, the nicest this, that's not where my heart needed to be and was. If it was writing checks when I was playing to different organizations before I started my foundation, then I knew my heart was going in the right direction, and I knew that that's where the Holy Spirit was directing me. Outstanding job. Big round of applause for these guys up here tonight. Chris, Anthony, Warren, Kurt, thank you guys for being here. Thanks a lot, guys. This has been the NFL Legends Podcast. To provide feedback or request a topic for discussion, email us at nfllegends at nfl.com. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.